We're up to Simon Chinchov Ches if Mem Aleph, middle of the halachas of Rafu on Shabbos. Mishin Ishtaker, someone who becomes drunk, Sherifu also. It seems like back then they had some way to sober someone down. Was Losuch Kapas Yodav Ragav Bishem Zemelach. They would put on the hands and the feet oil mixed with salt. Mutter Losucham Bishabbos. It's permitted to do this on Shabbos. Mishabur says, Demashim Fafeach, Shikrosa, Yemen Ainzer Rafu. Because helping someone sober down. Or sobering down is not a, a is not medicinal. You can give him the smell of shmek tabak snuff. Whether to help his headache or to sober him down. Since it became commonplace, he says that adults and children. Smell snuff, shmek tabak, as it's called in Yiddish, right? So therefore, since it's done not for a fuah, so it's not obvious that it's being done for a fuah, something that's done not for a fuah, one can do on Shabbos even for a fuah. Sivkan kufchav ches b'shem and v'melach, so El Yerabah says ma'irav and yachid when it's mixed together. Siv membeiz emes amlun, dehainu shadayu salaguf b'kayach deishi yegiya v'yaziya. You can't do exercise, do you know, strenuous activity that's meant to cause you to perspire, right? And you can't pressure the stomach of a baby to help it uh, pass, uh, to help it go to the bathroom, to help it defecate. They would exercise. Stretching and bending your arms in front of them, behind them, and heats them up. Basically, we can't do a workout. Doing an exercise workout is considered medicinal. We're going to see later in the next if that things that are medicinal but are never done through the grinding of herbs is permitted on Shabbos because they're not worried that you may come to grinding herbs. So how come over here doing exercise a problem? Seems like there was a way when they needed to get a sick person to perspire to do it through herbs. So we're worried over here too, someone also, even though you're not going to get come exercise and grow your muscles through through herbs, but the, the, the action of causing one to perspire can be done through herbs. Says that which we saw earlier in Sif Yitzayin that a Yid cannot be over an Isidur Abonon for a Chil that's not a Matzav Sakana. Hachanami binyanin is so too over here. Afilu Yigil Chal Chil Shein Beisakana and Oisin Davazek Kim Aideshini. One shouldn't do these exercises even if he's a Chil Shein Beisakana unless he does the Shinui. Surely, if he's just if he's a healthy person, he's just worried uh, that to, to, that he needs to perspire to make himself feel better. Right, some exercise that were done by people just to um, make them no longer tired and to give them some strength. He says that's a, a shaila. But he says in the Messiah, according to the Magan Avram, that a healthy person 
shouldn't do some refuah that's going to make him stronger. So, so to here, you can't be lenient. But also, you can't pressure the stomach of a baby. Because the other way to get someone to defecate is by taking a laxative. So if you're going to press the stomach, it might, you might come to do it with a laxative as well. One can take a empty hot cup and put it upside down on the stomach. As Mishabur says, Really, Mishabur told us if Mem, but why is he repeating? Because there was Lashon of the Torah, now it's Lashon of the Rambam. You can put this upside down on the stomach. It seems like they had some, when they wanted to help the intestines straighten out, they would put the, a hot vessel upside down on the stomach. You can also take this hot thing, someone did it with a hand or a cleat, put it over the ears. So Mishabur says, It seems like they had some illness here. The veins or some cartilage would come, would fall and would close their eyes. So it's mutter to do it. Seems like to have, they'd have a breathing problem, something by the heart. Also, they'd put this hot thing over it. So these things had two things in common. Number one, that there was no herbal method to cure them from these things. It was only by taking this hot clear and putting it over it, and they were in sar. So between the two, uh, it, it was permitted, because you're not worried that they're going to make something herbal out of it, and to get them out of the tsar. It seems like this uncle was some type of breathing problem. And the reason why it's required that there had to have been a, a pain problem, because if it's not a pain, they wouldn't have been lenient, because they would have said it's it's a weekday activity. So basically it comes out from here that any type of medical procedure, we saw this earlier also, we generally, if it's a real medical procedure, would be considered uvdu dechoyel, even if it's not a maisa mulacha. But because they're in tsar, we're makel to allow it. Siv mem dalit. Reichetzin b'mei gerara. You could wash in mei gerara, u'mei chamsan, u'mei tveria, in the waters of chamsan, in the waters of tveria. U'bamayim hayofim shabiyam and shahagadl, and in the good waters of the yam hagadl, af b'hem shemulichim, even though, that's it, even though they're salty. Why? She came because people would go to wash these things without refuah. There's no right that he's doing it for refuah. Even though this is for refuah, by Briam, since healthy people would wash it, mutter. If you can hang around the chamei tferi in a place and in time. And the tkufu, if the only thing Chamitveri was used was for medicinal purposes, then it would be Aser. Bumei Mishra. Sorry. So now, on this, the Heindiga Paisen said that those, that us who are Makrit Bechlal not do any real Rechitz of Kol Guf on Shabbos. Like we've learned about earlier, so here too, they, they shouldn't be able to go with their entire bodies in this. But let's go further in the Mechaber. Avalei B'mayim HaRoyim Shebiyama Godl. You can't go into the muddy waters of the Yamagadl on Shabbos. Water that you soaked flax in it. So to the waters of Sedaim. 
So Mechavah says, why can't you go into these on Shabbos? These are disgusting waters. One general will not wash in it. Except for a fool. Change one would only go sit in these waters if it's for a fool. If you're not in a sit in it, you're just going to walk through it. Because if someone was very hot, and the only cold water around was this disgusting water, they'd walk through it quickly to wash, wash off. So if you're walking through it quickly, that's permitted as long as you don't hang around in it. So the Mishnabura Sivkan Koflam and Chesm Luchim Salty Water Pesham Ilum Nezek Tsasarapis helps to to heal. Madad Afiliation Chatat and Bresha, even if you have scabs in your head, it's permitted. Sivkan Lam Koflam, as we saw already. Sivkan Kufmem, Shame Usum. Isa Barambam, the Rambam writes, Ain Reichitzim Bemaim Shashashashlum. You're not allowed to soak in water that causes one to go to the bathroom, has a laxative. Uh, uh, inducement. Veloy betich it toivin, not in certain types of men. They should call elut sarim. These are bats in the sar. Uksiv across the shabbos enik. And shabbos must be time of enik. We can't cause a smag. So now comes on the shabru. And we're going to run. We can't also lush this mashka ha mishal shell. Then we'll call tsagalum. He says, therefore, one's not allowed to take a laxative on shabbos. A laxative that's going to cause a person to run to the bathroom and have diarrhea. It's prohibited to take on shabbos because there's no bigger pain than being stuck running like that. Even not doing it for a fool, but that's another reason. If you're doing it for medicinal purpose, it's surely prohibited. Unless he comes to the level which we saw, the mid level of the chayl, that's a chayl shem beisakana. But unless that, it's just a mechush ba'alma, someone has some constipation, you shouldn't take a laxative on Shabbos. And this means of water, you, can, you can't go in if you're going to be waiting it, the milsa the refuah covered because they hang out in it. It's obviously doing it for refuah. Shrei hamayim achurim usluchim. The water is disgusting. Vein oimit shamishvila. No, nobody would just stand in there just for benefit. Sivkan kovman beis kemeka. Val pein she avli shein achurim la dirty amrinu la matzah mayim yafim. We say that he couldn't find cleaner water. Loyel malaki covered. He's just doing it to cool himself off. I feel yesh like hatot and brayish and amim. What even if he has scabs, it's permitted. So if mem hey loichashim al mechoshim vakrab mishus liyaziku veim mekach mishum tzida. It seems like they had a way to say certain things. You know, similar to what we would say to the alpi kabbalah, that by saying those things it would calm down the snakes and keep them from damaging. So you allowed to say these things on Shabbos that. Uh, would uh, keep them away, and we don't consider it that you trapped them. Seems like it would mesmerize the snakes. For Afasa, the Mishabur says, if come, come, give that there's no tzedah, we're not trapping. Even though by saying these things, any they wouldn't be able to move until you grab them. Nevertheless, it's permitted to ain't tzedah to this, because it's not a natural fashion of trapping. Says Rav Gav the Paskino, we already Paskin and Simon Shin Tov Zayin. Shin Tes Zayin. That feel lots of lahed yimutter. That really a snake that can is dangerous. You're allowed to trap. Kadeish lo yishkanu that it shouldn't bite you. So what's the kiddush over here? Says Tzarek Leimu. You need to say the halacha Mayri. Here we're talking the lekel al chashash yirachayka. Here the only distance chashash. Going to any roidif achav klal is not running after you at all. Kadeima. And just, well, I see, you want to get rid of the snakes, so you, you, uh, 
you say these things or you hold certain shams in front of it, it's going to get it to stop. You're allowed to put a keli on top of your eye to cool it off. As long as it's a keli that's not muktzah. And Mishabur says, Someone who had an eye, was I was hurting him, nice and clean, they would put a metal keli on top of his eye to cool it off. They wanted to stop the swelling or an eye disease. They would put like a ring around his eye. That's permitted. So too, you could take a knife. Let's say someone something's about to swell up. So yeah, people even do that today. If you take the back of a spoon and you hold it down against it, it'll stop the swelling. So that's permitted. On Shabbos, we don't see that as a fool. And definitely not a fool. That's generally done with tzchikas amon. If a bone popped out of its place, you could put it back in its place. So what does it mean it popped out of its place? And Mishabru will explain. The Magnavram disagrees. He says, Dafka, a broken bone, you could set on Shabbos. Just a dislocated bone, that you can't put back in its place. When you saw in Sif Lama, you know, even wash it off with a lot, a lot of cold water. Keep him rubbing it. The Chosh can truly, he says, you can't put it back in its place. But says that if you have a guy who's going to reset the dislocated bone, you don't have to be stringent. Something that's totally dislocated. It's considered a sakana for the Eva just like if it broke. If they don't put it back right away. And even a Yid could reset that dislocation back in. So what was the chilik over there by washing it down? And so if Lama didn't allow it, there wasn't fully dislocated. But if it's totally dislocated, it's permitted. But then Mishabur says, Venira de Gamma Dasa Morgan of Ram says, Surely, even according to the Morgan of Ram, that if the way it dislocated so bad that the doctor would say, says that it, it could become a Sakon to the Aver, that one could put it back in its place just like one would do during the week. Right? This is Dafka, a small dislocation, Morgan of Ram holds not, but a full dislocation where if it stays like that, it could cause permanent damage to the Aver. Even on Magen Rambam, we might do that; it would be permitted. We'll stop over here.